0: and listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And my guest today is Lee Branham. He's the founder and principal of Keeping the People, which is a talent management consulting firm that helps companies analyze the root causes of turnover and employment, employee disengagement. And then he helps them develop and implement strategies that will counter... Those types of situations. He's the author of three books on employee engagement and retention. His most recent is called Reengage How America's Best Places to Work Inspire Extra Effort in Extraordinary Times. His second book, The Seven Hidden Reasons Employees Leave, How to Recognize the Subtle Signs and Act Before It's Too Late, has just been, in 2012, has just been released in its second edition. And his first book, Keeping the People Who Keep You in Business, was named one of the top three books on the topic and has been published in several foreign language versions. Lee speaks frequently around the world on the topics of employee engagement, retention, employment practices, workforce trends, and a variety of other related topics. He's also been published in the Harvard Business Review, and he's quoted in Business Week, the Los Angeles Times, the Chicago Tribune, and many other newspapers. He publishes a quarterly e-newsletter called Keeping the People Report, which is free to subscribers, and I will have him tell you how you can subscribe to that sometime during the show. Welcome to the show today, Lee.
0: Thank you, Kelly. Uh, great to be on the show.
1: Yes, well, congratulations having your second book, The Seven Hidden Reasons Employees Leave, uh, released in a second edition this year. That's fantastic.
0: Well, thank you very much. The publisher thought that, uh, you know, a lot of water had gone under the bridge since it first came out in 2005, and they, they asked me if I would uh, be willing to update the book based on new research, and would, I just happened to have access to some new research. So I decided to do that, and uh, the book came out in in August of this year.
1: Well, excellent, and I'm eager to talk with you about that new research and some of the the new insights that the second edition uh, delivers. Now, one of the key questions that I have in my mind, and I'm sure that some of our listeners have, is, you know, it's no secret that we have fallen on hard economic times. The unemployment rate has been high. The job market is not, um, how should I say it, is probably not favorable to Mm -hmm people seeking work, Right. yet why should employee, employers be concerned about whether their employees leave and why they leave? Shouldn't employees just be happy they have a job? I, I imagine a lot of companies feel that way. So, so why should that be a concern to employers?
0: Well, it, employee retention is a perennial concern uh, for any smart employer. I mean, you, you obviously want to keep your best performers. You, you also need to keep your solid citizen performers. The ones you don't necessarily need to keep are the ones that are disengaged. And uh, according to the Gallup uh, organization, you know, about 60% of employees are are either not engaged or actively disengaged, which is about 18% of of the population. Mm. But if, if an employer's attitude is, you know, we don't have to worry about retaining employees. Then they're going to start losing employees. Uh, you cannot take employees for granted, particularly your best employees, because they always have other options. And uh, you know, they, they're getting inquiries from you know overtures from other companies, right? Know, at, yeah, constantly.
1: Even in hard economic times, that's true. The best employees are actually probably going to be even more sought after by other companies because they're more productive. They have they're more strategic, have better ideas they can bring to the table. So as you say, they're always in demand. Now you said something that uh, interested me. You said that uh, if if employ if an employer doesn't care about whether their employees leave, they're probably going to leave, and that strikes me uh, as being Probably the reason for that is mm-hmm. that there's probably other things about the culture of the company. I mean, if you've got an, a company that doesn't care about whether employees live, there's probably a lot of other things they don't care about. and a lot of other things that are wrong with the culture. Would that be part of uh, the problem?
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, I, I, the main reason employees leave it really boils down to culture. I, it's not one of the seven reasons I talk about in the book. You know, I talk about senior leaders, which has become, yeah. surprisingly, the number one reason uh, in my research mm-hmm. that employees are leaving, because they they're losing trust and confidence very often in the senior leaders of the company. And it's the senior leaders of the company that are setting the the tone and really setting the rules for what the culture is going to be mm-hmm. and and even though the conventional wisdom is that people join companies and leave managers that's only part of the truth they, they often leave managers but they leave managers who are taking their cues from senior leaders who are creating uh, a, a culture where there's a loss of trust and very often there's you know the employees are not stupid they can they can see when the Senior leaders don't really care about them as people. They care about them as, as numbers or, you know, uh, something to, to compute on the bottom line. And and when they see that, they don't necessarily want to give back more discretionary effort. And, and that's what employee engagement is. Am I willing to give more discretionary effort
2: mm-hmm.
0: because there's something about this workplace that is causing me to want to do that? You know, right. I'm inspired to do that by the culture and by the way I'm treated. Um, so yes. it really comes down to engagement. It's not just about retention. It's about the heart of retention is, is employee engagement.
1: And interestingly, you need that employee engagement more than ever during hard economic times because perhaps you did have to lay off people. Perhaps you are having to do more with less, and you're depending on the people that you have there to have. I, and I, what did you call that just a minute ago? The um, where they they want to do more in discretionary terms
0: discretionary you know, effort
1: discretionary effort right. you actually need more employees during these types of times right. who want to give more of that discretionary effort and so if you don't have a culture if you don't have an environment that encourages that um, well then you're going to be uh, mm-hmm. in some pretty dire straits as a as a company now let's talk about this second edition of the book you mentioned that the publishers thought that a lot of things perhaps had changed since the original release which i believe was that in 2005 correct uh, yeah. And of course, you know we know what has happened since 2005. You had access to new research. So, tell us about uh, tell us about your research. First of all, how how did you gather the research for these books?
0: Well, it, I, it should be noted, really, that the the initial research it was twenty thousand post exit surveys that had been done by a third party, highly respected uh, consulting firm called the Saratoga Institute.
2: Mm-hmm. and
0: they were willing to grant me access to their data prior to 2005 and that's where i, I that's the basis for the first book mm-hmm. uh i updated the research by continuing to do uh on my own website what i call a decision to leave survey so anybody who has ever left a job can go to my website which is keepingthepeople.com and, take and go to the survey section and take the this, this survey based on any job they may have ever left in their career. And based on having over 1,000 people do that since 2004, I have analyzed that data to see if the seven reasons had changed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were 39 reasons that I list on the decision-to-leave survey, and I asked people to pick the three that, that entered into their decision-to-leave the most.
1: Yeah, and did you find that they changed? Pardon me. Did you find that they had changed since 2005? I found
0: the base, the seven basic themes for why people were leaving had not changed. Really. But there were there were some interesting differences. As I mentioned, senior leadership had become more uh, more prominent in people's minds, and I and I attribute that to the fact that we went through the recession in 2008. And there was a lot of publicity about senior, negative publicity about the malfeasance of senior leaders on Wall Street. Right. And I think what happened is it, everybody's antennas are now attuned to the behavior of senior leaders in a way that they weren't 10 or so years ago. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of it. Uh, they're they're watching senior leadership behavior more than they used to. Uh, the other difference was uh, pay and benefits that actually become more important. Okay. Um, because there have been pay freezes, there have been cutback in benefits, and so what we what gets taken away is valued in retrospect. And yes. I think that's what's happened there.
1: Yeah, because you do see a lot of articles written, or as a business owner, I do anyway, a lot of articles written saying that uh, pay is important, but it's not one of the top things that employees value. But as you say, if it's been frozen for a while in retro- or or if it's been even decreased, as it was in some companies, then suddenly in retrospect it does become more valuable. So that's right. an interesting observation.
0: Right. And the first uh, uh, the survey results that I looked at several years ago said that only 12% of employees were leaving where pay was the root cause.
1: Mm-hmm. In
0: the new data I was looking at, that, that had come up to 19%. So pretty significant
1: jump, yeah.
0: Pretty significant jump, but the, here's the problem with ma- with managers doing exit interviews. They do exit interviews and employees tell them the main reason they're leaving is pay, and they're telling them that for two reasons. Number one, most employees who leave do get a pay raise. Number two, they don't necessarily want to tell the ugly truth about the real reason they're leaving, Mm-hmm. which is often the management behavior of the senior leaders or, or, or just feeling not valued in some way, and they don't want to get into that discussion. They don't want to burn a bridge. Right. So, right. you know, 80% of managers believe that employees leave mainly because of pay. And why do they believe that? Because that's what they tell the HR people or the manager when they do exit interviews.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so, you know, it, it's understandable they believe that but it's such a disconnect between what employees tell third party uh, people when when they do post exit surveys
1: right so so what so basically it's internal if i'm understanding you correctly it it is internal reasons that drive Employees away, right. uh, and that's a, that's a retention issue. And as you mentioned too, the discretionary engagement that uh, there there's an issue there too. Uh, and then it's just generally internal causes, not that employees are lazy, or not that employees don't like their work intrinsically, it's something wrong with the uh, senior leadership or other f- factors within the company that senior leaders could probably control. That are yeah, it's causing-
0: preventable. Ninety percent of all turnover in my research is preventable. Now, some there are going to be some employees that, that leave because their spouse you know, wants to relocate or they go back to school and, and so forth, but you add up all those reasons, which we call pull factors, It only amounts to about 10%. The rest of the reasons employees leave were theoretically controllable by the company.
1: Well, one, one of the things I'd like to get out on the table, because you said they really haven't changed a whole lot in the seven years since the first edition was published, what are the seven reasons? You've talked about senior leadership, but what are the seven key reasons, or seven hidden reasons, is which the, the book is titled? Uh, what are well,
0: those? The, the senior leadership, the loss of trust and confidence in senior leadership, we found was the number one reason, uh, which was cited by a higher percentage of people than, than any other reason. The second one was not feeling valued. Uh, and, of course, pay is a part of that because pay is a is a measure of how people are valued. But it's not mostly that, that not feeling valued is a message that people get in many other ways. They don't get recognized. They don't get praised. Uh, they don't receive the information they feel they should receive. Their ideas are not listened to. They don't get the resources and the equipment and the tools they need to do the job well. Uh, they get ignored in subtle ways. Uh so not feeling valued is really the number two reason. under uh, sure.
1: underappreciation.
0: Yeah, underappreciated. Absolutely. And and that that has has more facets to it than any of the other uh, six reasons. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and uh, not ha- feeling that you have a career advancement opportunity or learning opportunities, gro- you know, career and personal growth
2: right.
0: is, is the third one. Mm-hmm. Um and that's dangerous because Young people don't believe in lifetime employment anymore. The younger yeah. generations want lifetime employability, which means they need to be learning and a lot of uh, companies have cut back on training right. uh during the recession. So that's that's a big issue. So that's why 60% of employees say they're poised and ready to leave when the economy gets better. Um that's a, that's just, a major reason.
1: Yeah, they just feel plateaued. There's yeah. nowhere to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the loss of work-life balance and stress and burnout and overwork is the fourth most common reason, and that has gotten worse also during the recession, as uh, you would expect, mm-hmm. because you know so many companies have downsized and left uh, fewer people to do more of the work.
1: Yes, yes. Well, and you know, I, I'm going to interrupt you for just a minute. I know you have a couple more left to to say, mm-hmm. but you brought up an interesting point a minute ago, and that is. Uh, Yeah, the employment rate might be high now, and we may still not be back from an economic, um, you know, the economic situation may not be favorable yet, but it will be eventually and
2: let's hope just so <laughs> the,
1: well, yeah let's hope so but you know everything goes in cycles Some are longer than others right. uh however while you may still have those employees now but this what you said is they're going to they they will leave, they're poised to leave and as soon as the economy turns or as soon as the next best thing comes along they will be gone so don't get too complacent um, that's exactly a great point. yeah
0: and I find that a lot of companies are doing that. They're just, uh, you know, they're taking their eye off the ball of of employee engagement because they're they are they're very happy and satisfied about the retention issue. Right. But they're overlooking the fact that employees are becoming disengaged and uh, because they don't feel like they're being treated as well as they were in good economic times.
1: Absolutely. So you had said that the fourth one was the fourth reason that employees leave is burnout, stress. Uh, 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 no, you know, no work-life balance uh, at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. so what is number five?
0: Uh, number five is going to be lack of coaching and feedback from the manager. In other words, they don't feel the manager is paying attention to them in terms of performance feedback, um, withholding the feedback and coaching. Uh, just to, It comes down to really just a poor communication between them and their direct manager, but it's mostly about performance. Yes. Um and I should point out that managers have a major role in all the other reasons as well, but this particular reason that's the main job of the manager is is making sure the employees know their expectations and get the feedback they need to to achieve uh, their business objectives.
1: Right. Right. So and so, no, so number 6
0: is Number 6 would be uh not not having enough challenge the work isn't interesting. You know, people are bored or they're mismatched with their jobs, or maybe they initially like the job, but they haven't grown into anything beyond that. And so they're just bored and feeling stuck and, and uh, don't have enough challenge in the job itself.
1: Yeah, and it probably gets to the point where they just feel like they're going through the motions every day.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is particularly important to some employees like engineers. You know, they they're problem solvers. They want interesting work. And uh, it's more important to some types of jobs than it is in others.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's important, I believe, to, to all employees.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. just, just imagine if you were sitting eight hours a day somewhere and you're just doing the same thing over and over again and there yeah. was no challenge. It would, um, Again, you know, the pay is nice, but you spend such a, a large number of your waking hours yeah. there. <laughs> there
0: yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> issue the issue is I'm you know, using my real talents, the talents I want to use.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. So what is the final reason?
0: The final reason is unrealistic expectations on the part of the person entering the workforce. Uh, they come in and, uh, at the point of hire, and they have some idea about, you know, they're going to get a fast promotion or it's, uh, the workplace is going to uh, be really quiet and this turns out to be a very noisy workplace. Uh, you know, they think they're going to get promoted in six months, and then they don't, don't get promoted in six months. So unrealistic expectations in general uh, is the main reason for short-term turnover. You know, 40% of the workforce leaves in the first six months on the job. Wow. A lot of people really? don't deal 40%? Of that. 40% in the
2: Well, time. you have to
0: take into account how many jobs there are in the retail sector.
2: Uh, that's
0: true. Uh, you know, fast food, things like that. You know, a lot of those people are, are you know, turnover rates, uh, you know. That's true. Are, are yeah. really short.
1: That's that's true. You know, you and and so when you look at all seven of those reasons, they have their distinctions, their subtleties between them. But really, it all comes back to things that top level, uh, senior level leadership can control for the most part. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and and so, just quickly, what are a couple? We we like to uh, provide some takeaways on this show. What are a couple of key things? And particularly small to mid-sized business, where uh, their actions can have immediate impact, you don't have to go through several corporate layers.
2: Mm-hmm. What are
1: what are a couple of key things that a business owner or that a top-level manager in a mid-sized company could do to counter some of these um, reasons that people?
0: Well, like? all all of them can can be really significantly addressed by simple communication. In other words. If if you have an employee that you know you definitely want to keep and, and keep engaged, you you have what we call a stay interview, uh, or I also call a re-engagement discussion, where you go to that employee and you simply say, I just want you to know how much I appreciate your contributions here and how much I value you. I I would hate to see you ever think about leaving, and I want to just make sure that, that you're getting what you need from this job and from this company. And... Uh, you know I want to, I want to make you happy so if there's any issue if there's anything that you need right now tell me what it is and I'll try and I'll try and get it for you
1: wow okay so that's one key thing that they can do yeah
0: absolutely the other thing is is ask people for their ideas go go around to your employees and and you know there's there's a employer named Jack Stack uh, with uh, uh, Springfield Remanufacturing down in Springfield Missouri mm-hmm and he does something that a lot of companies could do, it's very simple, and that is they send he sends out a survey each month with one question on it, and that is, tell tell me one thing you need to help you do your job better. And often it's a simple request for a piece of equipment or something like that that's easy to provide. Right. But he he, he listens to his employees and what they need and he and he responds immediately and gets it to them when it's when it's feasible, when it's sure. realistic. And uh they they just know that he cares about them and and takes care of them and listens to their ideas. I think a lot of senior leaders don't listen. They're isolated, and that's they believe true. it's their job to come up with all the ideas. Yes. You know we that's why they're paying us the big bucks. You know is is the mindset. Right. Instead of going to employees and saying, Hey, we're all in this together. Um, you you have a job is one way to think about it, but we have a business is is the way that they should be thinking about it. Yes. You know, that's what true engagement is.
1: And it is amazing the ideas that the people who are actually, I know it's an overused term, but the people who are down in the trenches working with the customers, working with the processes, working with the equipment, day in and day out, they live it they breathe it they know what's working what's not working but so often they just continue to do what managed the you know, follow the process that management has laid out respond right. to customers the same way that management right. has said you should even though they know it's not effective and if they had the opportunity so many times changes could be made that not only make the employees happier but make customers happier
0: you got it makes the company yeah.
1: more profitable so, that's right
0: i mean who are the customer facing people that are that are making the difference with customers. And I think in too many companies those those people are way undervalued and way underpaid.
1: You know, one of the things that I'm curious about, uh you have another book that I mentioned at the beginning called Reengage and it identifies what you call six universal drivers of employee engagement. How did your research data uh with the recent edition of the Seven Hidden Reasons Employees Leave. How did that compare to the research you did? Extensive research for Reengage. How did that compare? Well, it's
0: ones? almost no comparison. The the uh, the research I did for Reengage came from all the best places to work competitions that uh, happen in 44 cities around the United States, where any company can enter. The employees complete a survey. And uh, the the companies with the highest engagement scores on this survey are, are receive awards in their communities for being the best places to work, both large, medium, and small companies. And uh, since 2004, when they started collecting all this data, they they were able to uh, receive 2.1 million employee surveys
2: mm.
0: from 10,000 employers. Um, and so my co-author and I got permission to use that data and analyze it, and between the two of us, we read 200,000 comments, and we organized all those employee comments into categories, and they come out very similar to the flip side of the seven reasons employees leave. Uh, the, the the one difference that we saw was that teamwork and, and collaboration and a sense of uh, esprit de corps with your coworkers is one of the major uh, reasons employees stay and stay engaged. Uh, trusting that their coworkers perform mm-hmm. and are willing to give effort. And if you have a coworker that's not giving effort and there's suffering no consequence for that, then you're you're less engaged.
1: Oh, and that is so key. I have seen yes. that happen so many times yep. where uh, – management, especially in small businesses where uh, people people tend to be closer together and perhaps the business owner really does not have any true management experience mm-hmm. and uh, they do not want to address a problem. They know there's a problem, but they, for whatever reason, just think it's going to go away or they don't want to hurt people's feelings or whatever it is, and so they don't address it. And then they get a bigger problem on their hands because mm-hmm. everybody else is aware that there's a problem. And the the lack of addressing it, uh, just demotivates everybody else that's there. Well, that
0: goes back to what you asked me before about what can I do. And one of the main things managers can do is stop avoiding difficult conversations. Yes. Sometimes the only thing that's standing in the way of an engaged employee and a disengaged employee is is having a, a conversation that really you need to have but it, you've been avoiding.
1: Right. Yeah. and for for business owners who do find that difficult because most of our listeners are business owners who find that difficult what 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 is a what can you tell us about the conversation uh so that i i mean i obviously one is that it's not personal uh you know you you keep it to the facts and and so forth but what are what are some some uh tips that you can give us as business owners for having that conversation.
0: Well, if it if it's a performance discussion, the, the main thing is to is to is to not say things like, well, you you obviously are have been a, a, a poor performer the last 6 months. I mean, you don't talk in generalities. You you talk about a specific incident. You know, when you when you weren't able to uh uh, to stay on the line with that customer and take care of their problem, they you know we recorded that conversation if if this is a call center person and and they they called me and they just wanted me to know that they were they were no longer ever going to do business with us
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so you're citing a specific example or like you've been late uh you know five out of five times in the last month by right. more than fifteen minutes. And so you have to pay attention, you have to document, you have to observe the employee's behavior and problems in order to give them specific feedback because they can't argue with it if if it's specific.
1: Right. Well, the, and th- those are a great couple of pieces. It's it's getting specific, keeping it to the, as, as you say, if it's a performance issue, keeping it to uh, the, the specific things where they are not performing well and avoid the generalities and, right. and, and, and the personal types of accusations because that also sometimes I've I've seen that happen as well. It
0: puts people on the defensive.
1: It and absolutely does, mm-hmm. yes. So if you were to give just one piece of advice as we close up today, uh, what would it be?
0: Well, begin to pay attention to uh, engagement, you know, but only about 25% of employees, are, are, according to the statistics, are fully engaged. Wow. So start noticing uh, the degree of commitment uh, and engagement and discretionary effort and who's giving it and who's who's not, because we find that when managers pay attention to it, you can increase, if, if you have, if you can increase your engagement from forty percent of your people being engaged to fifty percent, that's going to have a business impact.
1: Absolutely, it will. Yeah. So,
0: pay attention to who could be slightly more engaged. Spend more time with them. Uh, show them you value them, and uh, and, and see what, which one of these six drivers or seven things are, are most important to them. Because it's different for every employee.
1: Sure. How would we get a copy of your book if we're interested in learning more, Lee?
0: Well, it's on Amazon.com, okay. um, so uh, all of my books are on Amazon.com, but the 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 seven hidden reasons employees leave, and uh, the book called Re-Engage, and that's re-engage.
1: Okay, and then I mentioned at the beginning of the show that you do a newsletter that is free to subscribers. Where can our listeners go to subscribe to your newsletter?
0: They can email me at uh, lb at keepingthepeople dot com. My initials L capital L capital B at keepingthepeople.com. dot com.
1: Okay, thank you so much for being on our show today. Thank a you. lot of of great insight, even in these times when it would seem that employees would be doing everything they could to keep their job. That uh, this is a time more than ever that employers should be ensuring that their employees want to stay. So thank you so much for everything that you've offered us today. Yeah, I
0: appreciate being on with you. Just remember one thing, memories last longer than recessions.
1: There you go. That is a great quote. Memories last longer than recessions. Thanks again, Lee.
0: Okay. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.